Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome in to this July 26th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Filton Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. You okay there, Colin? Yes, the headset was just uh, whenever I moved the wire by accident, it kind of only gave me... Sound in one side of the <laughs> ear, so I had to readjust the wire to make All right. sure. I well, that wasn't on my fault. Sides. Remember that one time you couldn't hear because it was my fault. Yes, it wasn't my fault today. Never your fault, Spencer. <laughs> Always blaming others. <laughs> All right. Well, at twelve fifteen, we'll be joined in studio by the new athletic director at Spring Mills High School, a name that many uh, in the area will probably remember. Uh, that is Wayne Riser. He at one point was uh, a coach for Shepherd baseball. And uh, I believe one of the best coaches in Shepherd baseball history. I have to talk to him about it. Looking forward to the uh, interview. Salfia, uh, the now principal there at uh, Spring Mills High, reached out to us uh, a couple weeks ago, or it might have been last week, uh, asking if we could get uh, Mr. Riser on. So I'll get to talk to him, see how the athletics there at Spring Mills is looking for the upcoming season and, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, Shepherd baseball. And the best part is... We didn't have to go hunt down the information for the new AD. We've had to do that. That's true. But it came to us. So thanks, Mark Salfia, who, uh, you know, you look at this as an overview. We'll just do this quickly. You see three athletic directors, three years, and you think that's not a good situation. But obviously it's a great situation because they're getting promoted and, and doing other things within the school system. So yes, and even at the school, the AD last year. Yeah, I believe he's the now principal at Mm -hmm. Spring Mills, and I think Spring Mills athletically has been on the rise the past few years. Uh, We've seen, you know, basketball. Their team was really good this year, and boys and girls, Uh, football. They've made some progress. I think they'll have a solid team this year. Uh, Baseball had a down year, but there's definitely some potential there. Well, they were young. They were young, and we very young. We knew that going into the season. Uh, but uh, we'll talk a little uh, little league action uh, down at Safe Harbor's, Harbor, Florida. The Hedgesville Senior League team fell to Fleet Park out of Virginia, thirteen nothing. I do believe they're playing again. I think I had misinformation in my uh, in my sports report this morning, and I do apologize. Uh, but I do believe they playing like the double sided the elimination game tonight or this afternoon. Um, I cannot. I'm not for certain, but I do believe in the Southeast Regional uh, that they are going to play again. But unfortunately, the season came to an end for Hedgesville Little League softball as they fell to Niceville Valsparso uh, team 15 to three yesterday as their run came to an end at the regional. But an excellent run for them this year, and I believe back to back state championships for their that team as well. Yeah, it was just a uh, unfortunate game yesterday for them, but still got to be proud of what they've been able to accomplish as you just mentioned, back-to-back state championships from Hedgesville softball for the 10 to 12 year olds getting to represent the state, and I think they did so well going. One and two, still happy for them. So uh, hopefully they have a safe time getting back and uh, can still 
remember this and be happy about it. Yeah, so they the Senior League Baseball team, they fell 13 nothing into that Virginia squad. They're back in action today for an elimination game, which would uh, – I yeah, okay. So now I'm looking at the bracket. It makes more sense. So t- the 10 a.m. game, which is – Maybe that's no, that is today. There's no score for that yet. Don't know what that the score is, but it has Florida versus Tennessee. The winner of that game will play the Hedgesville team at 1:30 p.m. and the winner of that will go on to play Virginia in the Southeast Region Final. That's set for tomorrow at 11 a.m. So uh, best of luck to that Hedgesville Senior League team as they compete for a spot this afternoon in the Region Championship. Yeah, I think. Uh... You know, as we mentioned before, when we were talking about Little League baseball just in general and Little League softball, you know, that Southeast region is pretty tough. And, yeah. uh, you know, these teams making it there and being competitive at times against some of those teams, I think, has shown the improvements uh, that this area has made and the state has made in uh, athletics just in general as they continue to rise and get more competitive. I think for Hedgesville on the softball side, real quick. I mean, you have back-to-back teams winning the state championship. So, from a you know future high school perspective, they were just in the uh, what was it region regional yeah. championship yep. yeah. lost to Jefferson and lost to Jefferson. So, uh, you know that's definitely a program to look out for. I think in the next couple of years, and then from baseball perspective, I mean, you're battling right now for a chance to continue and uh, make it all the way, or you'll get eliminated but even if you get eliminated it's still a great achievement and a great experience for you uh to help you continue to have success on the baseball field that's an older age group so you know the immediate success will come uh from the high school level there it definitely will now we'll transition to legion ball there in morgantown for the west virginia state american legion tournament they'll play parkersburg post 15 coming up in about 45 minutes uh, the Hornets are 2-0 on the season versus post-15, beating them 11-3 on June 11th and 8-11 on June 12th. And if they win today, they'll play at 4 p.m. tomorrow. If they lose, they'll be in the double elimination side of the bracket at 1 p.m. Uh, talked with uh, Trip Tobin over text last night. He was sending me some stuff on uh, on the other team that they're playing, that Parkersburg team. It looks like the pitcher that they have going is is amazing this summer. I believe he has a 1.015 ERA, and uh, that's going to be a challenge as they didn't have to see him in either of those two games. Uh, its name's Andrew Manley. Uh, he's a has a 10 and 0 record on the season, um, and uh, let me find the ERA in 48 and a third innings. He had, he's 10 and 0 as I mentioned. Let me pull up these other stats Trip was able to give me. Uh 33 hits allowed, 9 runs, 7 earned, 21 walks while striking out 48 and as a 1.014 ERA and uh he'll be going up against most likely Jason Myers. That's what he told me the likely starter for him, but it's going to be a tough task against this Parkersburg team that has that great of a starter that's 10 and 0 on the year. Is this a double elimination? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that will be a tough uh, pitching matchup. Um, obviously, you know, you have a dominant pitcher. But uh, I would say this, Berkeley Pros 14 has proven against even really good pitching to find ways to put up runs. So, you know, that kid's on a tear right now. He's riding a hot streak throughout the season. 
Uh, that will provide a, definitely a challenge, but this lineup, as we've seen from Berkeley Press 14, you know, all year they're up for any challenge. Yeah, I think uh, the last time we had games for post-14, I looked at the uh, average per game, and I think it was like 10.5 runs. So if they're able to continue having the uh, hot bats like they have all year long, I still like their chances. I do as well, and if they win, hopefully we'll be able to catch up with, or I guess you guys, because I'll be off tomorrow, catch up with Trip Tobin on the show. Uh, but I don't think so if they were to lose and have to go into that double animation side because they'll have to play forty. You know they'll have to play at one o'clock. So you never want to talk to a coach that close to a game. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined in studio by New Spring Mills Athletic Director Wayne Riser as he takes over that program at, at uh, Spring Mills. And he's many people know him as being the legendary Shepherd baseball coach. We'll talk to him after this two-minute break. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV10. Welcome back into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Pudnik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Well, now welcome to the program in studio, the new athletic director at Spring Mills High School in name. People are very familiar with in the Eastern Panhandle, Wayne Riser and uh, Mr. Riser. Coach Riser, how are we going to address you? Hey, Coach is great. Coach is great. Mr. Riser's my dad. <laughs> All right, there we go. Taking over the athletic department at Spring Mills and kind of a, uh, a change for you. You're a lifelong baseball coach, and uh, now you're making the move to come back to the Eastern Panhandle. I believe you were – did I see you were on the uh, Independent League baseball coaching staff this year? Yes, I was. Uh I was down in the Appalachian League as a hitting coach for the uh, Johnson City Dove Boys down in Tennessee. Great experience, enjoyed it. And then when uh, I was fortunate enough that Mark Salfia hired me for this, that uh, you know I gave them two weeks' notice and really thought I needed to come back and take that time to get my feet on the ground and, and get going for Spring Mills. So coach Reiser, how did this uh, job kind of just fall into your lap here? Uh, just tell us about how it all went down. Well. Literally, that's what happened. It kind of <laughs> fell in my lap, and and I think you uh, described it uh, correctly. After my coaching career in college was over, um, I came back and was very fortunate that you know Holly Kleppner gave me a job up at Musselman. She needed somebody, and I got a position probably by default and uh, enjoyed that experience. And then the next year I had an opportunity to go to Martinsburg and help Trent Sherman and his ad- admin team and and really enjoyed that experience. And then uh, at the end of the year, uh, Mr. Salfia was uh, fortunate enough to become the principal, and he was looking for an AD, and it just all fell into place. And I'm just blessed and excited and humbled and uh, stressed a little bit at this point. But (laughs) that comes with it. Uh, What intrigued you about taking this job at Spring Mills? Well, I've always been involved in athletics and coaching and in all the inclusiveness that goes with that. I was also a director of facilities at Shepherd. I was Monty Cater's game manager for basketball and football. So I've always wanted to be involved in athletics. And at the end of my coaching career, towards the latter part of it, I've always enjoyed uh, coaching my coaches just as much as my players. And uh, I've always, you know, had purpose. I've always been a part of an organization. 
uh, and had to, had the responsibility of helping that organi- organization grow. So this position fits. And, uh, you know, I told the committee, I said, this might be one difference between me and another candidate. I'm not taking this job looking for my next one. This is my last one. This is my last build. And uh, that's what we're geared towards. So that's kind of how it went down, and that's kind of why I was interested in it. And I've always wanted to be in athletics and be involved in it. And now I'm blessed to be able to continue to do it. And you talk about taking this job when you we were talking about this at the beginning of the show. When you come on, like when you just look at the look at it on paper, you see three athletic directors in three years. You know, most of the time people are thinking in their head, "Oh, well, something's going on here." But obviously, that's not the case at Spring Mills. Just had you know people go to different positions within the county so you're taking over what is looked to be a great up-and-coming athletic department and it's got to be make that a little bit easier for you well i don't know if it's easier because it's a hard job yeah. and uh, you know we have four athletic directors in the county and, and and all those positions are challenging i feel that we're blessed at spring mills because we are the newest school and you know we have an opportunity to uh, build a foundation and uh, move forward and on some enhancements. So I think that's really attractive. Um, and that, that's the exciting part of it. Mark Selfia, the former athletic director, the one that's helped hire you now as he's the principal at Spring Mills. How has he helped you uh, learn about this job kind of on the fly, but at the same time he has to learn his new job as well being a principal? Uh, Sal's been great. He has been awesome. And uh, I, I don't think I'd be – this far along where we're at and i got a long way to go without him and we have met several times i don't know how many hours we've got in together we're constantly on the phone texting calling and you know he, he's been great and he's been laying the, the roadmap for me and uh, there's a lot of things i don't know technically with the position and he's really been helping me with that and he's gonna have to continue and, but once i get it we'll be okay but there's a lot within the position technically you know that that he's helped with and he's been great we've been meeting uh we've been kind of talking about uh things that we would like to do and enhance and move forward with the entire program and not only athletics but uh you know the student body in the school and uh we're you know putting together some type of strategic plan and we're very excited about it and you talk about working with uh mark selfia does that help him being a baseball guy 100 percent. hey all but all these baseball guys we're different birds <laughs> You know, we, you know, well, we, now uh, you're all Cardinals. Yeah, good point. <laughs> That's a great point. And uh, so we're all Redbirds now. But, uh, you know, on the baseball side of it, you know, those guys, you know, traditionally are jack of all trades. We line the field, we drag the field, we cut the grass, we clean the uniforms, we fundraise, uh, we, we teach technique. Uh, uh, you know, we, we do it all. And uh, we're, we're blessed because of that. You know, uh, we don't think about it at the time, but when you look back, you're blessed because you have the opportunity to gain all those experiences in athletics. You mentioned uh, Spring Mills being a newer school, and they're just now starting to see some athletic success in the past year or so. So uh, what do you want to do for Spring Mills in your position? Well, the number one thing that, that we've talked about, and I want to be an agent Uh, of enhancement every day that i walk into the door i want to do everything i can for uh coach salfia uh to make his job easier that's my number one goal 
and then it then it trickles down. I want to do everything I can every day that I walk in the door to make it uh, the job for my uh, admin team to be easier. I want to make it easier on the cooks. I want to make it easier on you know our coaching staff. I'm here to enhance anything that I can and do anything I can to make Spring Mills better. And, and that's my focus. That's my number one goal. And, you know, we can talk specifics from program to program, but that's what I'm committed to. And I just wanted to ask about program to program. What can we expect uh, athletically this year for uh, Spring Mills? Have you had time to talk with the coaches and get to know uh, well, players as well? Yeah, well, we've, we've had one uh, head coaches meeting. And then as we're speaking, I'm, I'm meeting one-on-one with every head coach. And it's basically just to, to familiarize myself with them as people, them as coaches, and uh, do an assessment of where we are. And then we're setting some plans and, and some improvement as we're moving forward. So it's an ongoing process. It's very long, but I think it's necessary, and I'm enjoying it. And, uh, and I think that's very important. And obviously, we talked about Spring Mills being that up-and-coming school. I mean, you have football headed up by Josh Sims, and they're kind of making a resurgence and improving from year to year. And then you look at both basketball teams doing very, very well last year and girls basketball making it to the state tournament. And then in baseball, an up-and-coming team, kind of a lot of young players on that team. Those kind of those main sports are going to drive the success of the school. How do you think that that's going to help you in your time, knowing that you're coming into already a good teams that are already building up and it's not kind of like I got to lay all the groundwork for this. I just got to make sure they become and they stay and become on the track that they are. Sure. And I think that's very important. And I think you have a pretty good assessment. Uh, You know, I just learned the other day that because I met with Coach Goss yesterday and I think he's been to four out of the last seven state tournaments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And, you know, that's why we have this process. I want to learn my coaches. And, uh, but I think what you've mentioned is uh, very crucial and important. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that that I told a lot of people and I'm telling everybody. I said, you know, I've seen the scorched earth, uh, uh, you know, type of situation and, and I've seen it fail drastically. And hopefully that I can avoid that. You know, I'm going in and anything that we have done in the past that's uh, been done well, it's been, been done professional, we keep it. We keep it. Uh, you know, I think that's the smartest way to do things. And uh, we're just working through all that. What are the, some of the things that you've learned that have worked? And what are some of the things that uh, you'd like to change? Changes? You know, I'm making little notes as we go. But, you know, I tell you, uh, Dan Comer did, did did was the AD there for for several years, and when it opened, the building mm-hmm. opened. You know, he put a good foundation in. Uh, Mark Salfia for the last year, I can really tell on a daily basis as far as operations and what he did and how we ran games and and things like that. He he provided a first rate experience. So a lot of those things we're keeping in place. It doesn't need fixed. They were doing real well about it, and it doesn't need enhanced. Uh, so we're keeping a lot of those. I've been working with Susie up in finance, and, man, what a what a star she is. And I'm going to need somebody like that. I'm good at spending money, but sometimes I don't <laughs> keep track of it real well. So, man, she she's great. She's going to be a star, and I've met with her three or four times, and she's done forgot probably more about that stuff than I have. So I'm going to lean on her a lot, and I've had some, some great meetings there. So, you know, those are just some things that, that we're working through right now so I can get a handle on it. Uh, so that, uh, you know, we can enhance uh, positive and in, in, in move things forward. Since this is a new position for you and uh, 
still Spring Mills being that newer school, what have been, I guess, some challenges that, that you faced and you per, you think you'll face in the future? Well, I think a lot of it that we've been dealing with early, and, and I think it's a positive thing, is uh, philosophical. And I think it is, you know, how, how we're going to do things. And, you know, really what the responsibility of a head coach is. And, uh, and we've, we've talked about that a lot. And, and what you're accountable for and responsible for. And I think uh, when we get a little better grasp on that, I mean, you know, realistically, Mark Salfie is the head coach of Spring Mills High School. Anything that involves Spring Mills High School falls at his feet. Well, I'm the head coach of the athletic department. Anything that happens positive or negative in the athletic department falls at my feet. Anytime you have the title of head coach, I hold that in extremely high regard. It's an honor. And you must accept the responsibility that you're in charge of it all. You might not have your hands on it all, but at the end of the day, you're the guy or, or you're, or you're the, the, the gal. And uh, I think that's one of the biggest things, you know, uh, taking pride in what we do, taking pride in our areas. It's our home. You know, let, let's, let's take pride in that and, and, and cheat, treat it with the right respect. And we've been talking about those things, and it's been exciting. It's been well-received. And I think those are some of the big initial things that, that I can help with. And, you know, I have to set the example, and, and I'm trying to do so. And you're coming home kind of, you know, coming back to the panhandle uh, where you were at Shepherd for a very long time. And in the, NCAA, in the NCAA, you amassed over 650 victories. How does it make you feel to come back to this area and, you know, serve in a different capacity but still be in athletics? And, and you know, partially, too, you'll maybe be help, you know, obviously – this area does feed a lot of baseball players to Shepard, but do you think like you being back might help uh, Shepard not only in baseball, but in other aspects, if you're tightening it with anybody else there in the athletic department? I hope so. And, you know, you ask, how does it make me feel? Uh, honored. You know, honored. It makes me feel good. You know, you go through life and, and you have a career and sometimes you sit around when you get a little bit older and you wonder if you're even wanted anymore. And, uh, you know, this has regenerated me. Uh, I feel like I've been reborn, and uh, I'm just excited. So it, it's, it's been humbling. It's been a little scary, but it's been very – I'm honored. And, and that's the way I approach this. I'm honored to have this position. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be successful, but I guarantee you that, that it won't be because of lack of effort or planning. We'll plan and, and, and we'll put the effort in. So that's what I'm committed to. But I'm very honored to be back. I'm honored to have an opportunity this position. And, uh, and I'm just excited to, to, to enhance whatever we can and see. You know, I've always thought Spring Mills is a sleeping giant. <laughs> I really did. And uh, now I'm the for fortunate person that can go in and maybe help some people, uh, you know, enhance this place. And speaking of enhancing, you know, going back, I'm not originally from the area, new here, was here last year. Um, going back, doing some research on you and doing some time at Shepherd, it looks like you kind of really helped there with facilities and at Fairfax Field and, and what it is into what it, what it is today. Uh, well, thank you. And yes, <laughs> I will agree with that. Uh, you know, I spent 22 years of my life at Shepherd University. I've got two degrees from here. I love the place, man. I love it. And I really love the people there. And uh, I started in 1991 as a 24-year-old head coach and got 22 years in and was honored in 2008 to be put into the Hall of Fame there. 
and with there's some 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 big 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 names in that Hall of Fame. Didn't know if I was worthy. Did still don't know if I am today. But I'm going to take it. They gave it to me. But when you talk about Monty Cater, Walter Barr, Bob Starkey, Bobby Chewy, and you start throwing some of them names out, Scott Bradford Dolman, wow. And I'm just honored. And uh, yes, we did a lot in facilities. And uh, you know, I have some of that uh, experience. And uh, yes, Mark has talked to me about some facility upgrades. I don't want to put our secrets out there today but uh we do we are working on some things and uh, yes i'm going to be out and you know hopefully seeing who could be interested in helping us with some projects no doubt about that and uh, i look forward to getting into that okay i think i'm good all right well thanks for the time and uh look forward to catching up with you a lot in the next uh few years hopefully okay guys anytime i'm here for you all right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living is family-owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way right here in Martinsburg. We come back, we'll talk uh, TBT. I heard that best Virginia doing battle tonight in Charleston. That's after this two-minute break. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. School bus driver. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. I want to thank New Spring Mills Athletic Director Wayne Reiser for coming in studio and talking about uh, taking over that position there at Spring Mills, which looks to be in a great spot as uh, he'll inherit great programs and uh, obviously the kind of tightness between him and uh, Mark Salfia, the new principal who was once the athletic director, I think definitely helps. It's always good to have your principal and AD on the same page. It definitely is. And uh, speaking of kind of the area, not necessarily this area, but the area of West Virginia, we're going to talk TBT as the basketball tournament regional down happening in Charleston at the Coliseum and Convention Center. Uh, Be a big game tonight. Big crowd expected there as the alumni-based squads of Marshall and West Virginia will meet at 8 p.m. for the right to advance to the West Virginia regional final. As this contest tonight, 8 p.m. ESPN 3. We talked yesterday with Tyler Kennedy, WDTV. He covered those games there on Sunday in the first round. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a close one, close game tonight, hopefully. But uh, not some some interesting words said yesterday. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this matchup for years, just like everybody else in the state. And as uh, you just mentioned, Spencer, uh, some strong words from Best Virginia's uh, John Flowers. Uh, to who? Really? I don't know who he is. I don't know why he was talking. I think you'll learn who he is. I'll learn when he scores like five points tonight. I mean, he did <laughs> score 16 points the last time. Yeah, and it, who, it was a loss, won? which he who didn't won? realize that that I think that was the funniest part was uh, the words at the end when they were like, you do realize the last time you guys faced Marshall, you lost. And he's like, we did. <clears throat> yeah, that was all definitely some TBT influenced comments, I think, from John Flowers, because let's hear those comments. It doesn't even make sense what he says. WVU is the best school in the state of West Virginia. That makes sense. I don't sense. even know why like, this is even a conversation. Like, the herd, like, they don't have any alumni. 
Uh, Elmore retired five years ago, you know, so I don't really know. There's no competition. Like, we're going to kill him, and it's going to be a good game, you know, but we're going to kill him. Having said all that, you lost your last one in here, too, didn't you? Did we? The mic drop by the reporter at the end. I don't know who that reporter is. Is it Travis uh, Jones? It might be. kind of sound like it. No, it might be Ryan Pritt, who's the WVU beat writer for the Charleston Gazette Mail. I saw him quote a tweet. You think it'd that, be a Marshall guy? Uh, it said, well, this Ryan Pritt uh, on Twitter, who, as again mentioned, uh, is the WVU beat writer for the Charleston Gazette Mail. He quoted the tweet of the uh, of the soundbite. Little, little soundbite there from Cassidy Wood of WOWK in uh, Huntington, Charleston. And he said... Then some jerk at the end had to bring up his, some history. So I'm thinking it was him, the way that that tweet reads. Do you think there's some sarcasm there that he was the jerk? That makes sense. Yes. That would but only make sense. I don't think a random reporter would call somebody else. It just sounds to me like, like something influenced by the TBT, like help hype up this game a little bit more. Well, if well, they wanted to hype it up more, question, obviously. if they wanted to hype it up more, they would put it on ESPN2 or ESPN yeah, it's ridiculous that it's oh, on ESPN3. It's on ESPN3. TBT's decision. I mean, TBT tweets out that it's been the most anticipated game for years. They don't. And it's they don't on decide the TV contract and, and who gets what game. So. so they could probably push this regional over the one in Dayton. You can flex, yeah. They could, but they didn't. And anyway, because it does seem like whenever there's a call out in the TBT, it's always directed at Odd Elmore, and Odd Elmore is obviously like the most promoted man on the TBT Twitter page. So I just feel like it, it was probably, a, and also the quote of, it's going to be a great game, but we're going to kill them. doesn't make any sense to me, because how can it be a blowout and be a great game? Because it'll it's be great, great for, for West Virginia. It's a great game for them, but not for everybody else huh? involved. Uh, in terms of the matchup tonight, it's going to be, you know, I think it's going to be competitive. I, I hope so. We've been waiting three years for it. If not, it's going to be very disappointing. Um, you know, we talked about yesterday. I, obviously, you look at, best virginia's roster and there's a lot more star power in terms of professional success and college success there kevin jones devin ebanks in that front court uh will be challenging for guys like ryan taylor who i don't think even played professional basketball last i know was that he was the head coach at huntington high school now he's back in shape uh and who are we talking about ryan taylor no he was did the, he play any professional basketball? coach at huntington prep okay i thought he was a head coach there at huntington no, Huntington Prep is okay. an assistant. Well, then maybe uh, even head coach. He did play <laughs> professional, I think, for a year or two okay. after he graduated, and then didn't get a second contract, I believe. All so right. he came back to coach. I mean, he was he was very good at Marshall. Yeah. I remember watching him in the CUSA tournament. But I mean, he's even he's as we talked about. I, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but when I asked John Elmore about you know the shape he's in, uh, from what I understand, he weighs less than he did when he was playing at Marshall. Now, he looks good. I he mean, looks great for a basketball player. He can definitely hit more threes, I think. But is he going to match up with a guy like Kevin Jones that well, or you know, Ebanks that well? I don't, I don't think so. And and then there are other bigs. I'm not really familiar with them because they're not actually Marshall alumni. They're just kind of guys that John knows that he picked up. Uh, besides Justin Johnson, who's kind of a stretch four that I think can play well for this team. Uh, but it's going to come down to Elmore, I think. I, they need John Elmore to have a John Elmore game where he's scoring 20, he's hitting threes, because that's going to keep Best Virginia in the game. Or, I'm sorry, heard that in the game. Uh, it's going to come down to, I think, a big performance from him. And he really didn't have his best game. So, typically, if he's coming off of a bad game, he'll bounce back and play well. 
but um, you know we've seen obviously before what he struggles against is that pressure defense. You saw it in the NCAA tournament in 2018. He didn't look good against West Virginia. And that's the point that I was going to bring up. If Best Virginia wants to find success, they need to have that physical bully-style defense like they well, did against Virginia Dream, in which they only allowed up until the Elam ending 10 points in that entire second half. So if they're able to bring physical defense, slow the game down to not allow uh, heard that to have the run-and-gun style offense that they're known for, I think the game is uh, in the hands of Best Virginia. But don't overlook heard that. We've I'm seen not. this before where they were matched up with, I believe it's Floyd Mayweather's team. And yeah. They had that historic the comeback. Money team. TMT. And they beat no, the money team. And I mean, that team TMT, had... TMT, the money oh, team. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> TMT and the TBT. Yeah. But they What's were matched up against that? them, and they had that epic comeback. It's the largest comeback in the Elam ending, Elam ending in the TBT, so... You know, they've been mismatched plenty of times and played competitive. They were even competitive. I don't think this is a mismatch. Yeah, Uh, I I do agree with that. I was going to say, so Marshall obviously plays that running gun Dantoni style where it's all about shooting threes. Hillbilly ball. Hillbilly ball, I guess you want to call it. Uh, But then you look at this best Virginia team, obviously playing that more of, uh, you know, that Huggins style. Uh, There's six guys on the roster over six, seven on best Virginia. There's only three for heard that. So if it's going to be a big man's game, it's going to come down to, uh, you know, how well can uh, heard that protect against the guys that are six seven and taller. I mean, you got Justin Johnson six six, Ryan Taylor six five, Rondell Watson six five, uh, Derek Coke Jr. is six nine, James Kelly six seven, Cameron Young from Quinnipiac is six six, but just a lot of guys in that range and then Trey Porter is your your real big there for her that with a at 611 uh but just not a lot of height on that team because you got 62 and 63 for John Elmore and Ott Elmore and then you know Stevie Browning at 63 as well 510 for Santino de, de Trapano play, so who doesn't play. really play uh but yeah and I think Best Virginia has also got more on their roster I believe I don't know I didn't count Looking forward to it. I mean, I think I saw, uh, I was trying to look for a line just for the fun of it, and the one that I found has uh, Best Virginia favored by uh, three and a half. That's what so. I saw, too. I was disappointed. What do you think, you prediction? Couldn't. Do you think they can cover? You're disappointed you couldn't bet on it? Is that what you're disappointed? No, you can bet on it. You can bet on it, But yeah. you can only bet on the game. I wanted to bet. There's no like prop a, bets. Yeah. Oh, dang. That would be a good one. see if I could do like John Elmore triple-double. I wish we could do a prop bet of how many times will they talk about Odd Elmore going to the gym at the YMCA. Hammer the over. <laughs> I don't, how did he play last game? Because I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Did he play okay? Ott? Or is, uh, I didn't is he just out there just because he's he just out there? He's just sometimes out there. though he'll surprise you. Sometimes he brings in the viewers. Uh, sometimes he can hit threes. I mean, I don't think he did that well. well I know in the past they always started – they're five Marshall players or whatever it yeah. is just because they're the I Marshall think he guys. started maybe and then he left a couple minutes later. But uh, let's stay in the state. Uh, oh, with, we're not going to make any predictions first? Uh, no. You know what? I woke up this morning and I put the herd hat on. I don't ever wear hats. Like That's like a known thing. I just don't That's wear That's very them. true. I that is rarely the, that's the truth and the truth. And I picked Best Virginia yesterday. I don't even think you wore a hat to the baseball game we went to. I he wore did. An Orioles he did. Hat. No, he definitely did. He did. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Game. Those are like the only occasions where I wear a hat is a baseball game, and today because I woke up and I was feeling the herd, 
So give me the herd. I changed my pick. Heard that. <laughs> Best Virginia. I, I don't think it's going to be a 30-point win like against Virginia Dream, but... I, I'm hoping. Uh, I'm hoping Just that Just pick it, Spencer. Put the hat on. Make the pick. Best <laughs> <laughs> <Just for laughs> <Chris>, Virginia. <laughs> I heard that. I was waiting word. to do that. I was actually thinking about just going over to your camera and taking it off you. But Joe you took Fox it off, says so Nick has toilet paper on his head. I take uh, disrespect to that. To each his own, as I would say. Uh, to each his own. That's all I'm going to say. Well, well I, I had to wear it too for the fans. Let's go Mountaineers. Yeah, and the viewers. Because I, I think it's going to be a great game. And I think it might come down to an Elam ending three-pointer and that's it. That it's going to be a three-point ball game. Who's going to win, Spencer? Say it. Heard that. Thank you. That's my prediction, but I can't go against my own model. It's not like you're going to be here Virginia, tomorrow, so I'll face a dunk all the criticism if they lose. By you. Kevin Jones to win it over Odd Elmore to over end Rod his career. <laughs> a dunk by KJ over Odd Elmore to end Elmore's career. All right. Uh, let's, That'd be funny. Let's keep this show going. Uh, former WVU quarterback Pat White, he's back in the NFL. He's been named an offensive assistant with the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, he's making his return to the Chargers after he spent last training camp with the team as part of the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship. He's also coached in the college ranks at Campbell, Alabama State, South Florida, and Alcorn State. Um, he'll be reunited with uh, former WVU assistant coach Chris Beatty. He's the wide receivers coach. When you said Pat White was returning to the NFL, I thought... <laughs> Who signed Pat White? Uh, Washington did it in 2013. Yeah, that, that is true. The last time, didn't he get like hit like really hard against like the Steelers or something? That's like the last it was thing something. I remember. I don't he know. He was drafted in the second round, but uh, yeah. you know, yeah. congrats to him for getting you know back in the coaching ranks and an offensive assistant. You know, you, you got to start somewhere. No, I like Pat White. He was nice in like yeah. NCAA football ten. Oh, people still rank him as like the best player to use in NCAA football. So. He's just got into the uh, West Virginia Athletics Hall of Fame. Deservingly so. He's the, I think, still the only uh, college quarterback in NCAA history to get four BCS uh, bowl wins in his four Georgia years. He couldn't also, Tavon Austin. Yeah, we're not bringing that up. Tavon that Austin, Stedman Bailey. Next, sir, if you bring up thirteen to nine ever again, hey, in front of me, hey, Stedman Bailey, Tavon Austin, also going into the Athletic Hall of Fame uh, there as well. Uh, but uh, along with KJ, Kevin Jones, I'd have to get him back on the show about that. But that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. We've got about ten minutes left in the show. We come back. Uh, so we'll talk a little, maybe just a little high school football for a minute and shepherd football as well as so we've released our broadcast schedules uh but that'll we'll do that and talk a little uh, nats and o's when we wrap things up on today's edition of the sports mix on talk radio wrnr tv 10 back in two minutes you're tuned into the sports mix with spencer and nick on talk radio wrnr 106.5 fm am 740 and tv 10 Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you for about another seven minutes or so. Uh, we are a month from Martinsburg football beginning in a uh, under a month now from high school football in the Eastern Panhandle beginning. 
And uh, Nick, you got those that graphic ready? Yeah, I got it ready for uh, you. As we put on our social media yesterday, we have finalized our broadcast schedule. Uh, and if you're looking on TV 10, uh, we'll have that first game for you, Washington at Hedgesville, um, August 25th. And then we'll have, as always, for the 38th season now, uh, Martinsburg football as they've got exciting home games this year. And then uh, where Martinsburg will host uh, Riverside, Ohio, in that return game of that home-and-home home on Saturday, October 8th. We'll be able to add in a game on October 7th. We'll do Hedgesville at Musselman. And then on Martinsburg's by October 28th, we'll do, be doing Jefferson at Hedgesville, uh, along with, again, as I mentioned, all of the Martinsburg uh, football games as we are the voice of the Martinsburg Bulldogs football. Uh, 38 years this season. And uh, all those times on there are our broadcast times with kickoff an hour later, but our pregame show um, will air an hour, as it always does. And uh, Colin McLaughlin, the new voice of Martinsburg football, and I'll be doing color with you as we uh, embark on our first Matt Millerless season. Yeah, I can't believe it's a uh, month away, so it's really time to start uh, focusing and getting that crave for uh, football back in you and I'm really looking forward to this year, uh, Martinsburg hopefully getting to defend the uh, state championship successfully and going on to uh, make it 10 now. They're at 9, and I think they'll be able to do so. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll, I'm looking forward to the season. I'll be back here for most of it, if not all of it. Yeah, you but... get to do Shepard, yeah. which hey, yeah. we also have. Uh, I was going to talk about that put, next. Put that graphic up. Shepherd football returns to TV 10 once again in WRNR TV on YouTube. Uh, we will cover all but that October 8th game uh, due to our Martinsburg commitment. Uh, so first we'll be heading up to Southern Connecticut State on September 1st. It's a 5.30 contest. We'll go on air 30 minutes prior to each game, uh, so a 5 p.m. broadcast that night. Uh, but another season of exciting Shepherd football up ahead, Nick. Yeah, I mean, if you watch Shepherd football on TV 10, uh, they usually play high-scoring, you know, quick-paced football games. Uh, so it's a lot of fun uh, to watch that team. Obviously, Tyson Bajan is back at quarterback. Uh, they lose a few wide receivers from last year, but still have Ryan Beach and a few others that can make a lot of plays. So they have an exciting offense. Defensively, they lose a lot from last season, but uh, some young guys that – showed some uh good things at times are going to be a part of them uh bendarski matt bendarski a martinsburg kid he'll be back at d tackle uh they'll bring in Dwayne grantham who's also a martinsburg guy uh linebacker and they'll have some young defensive backs you know ponce de leon and is gone chris lane is gone at linebacker uh but you know, it's still a very exciting team, and you know you're getting a chance to watch the best player in the nation every week in Tyson Bajant. And you look at this schedule, guys. I mean, I think Cal is a great team for them to have here at home. Uh, Kutztown is now, I think, the rivalry for Shepard. I mean, they've both knocked each other off last year. Uh, had two great games. Uh, Shippensburg's got an exciting offense in Messina. Westchester was a great game last year. So there's some big highlights on that schedule. This Mercyhurst game could change uh, depending on where Shepard is in the conference standings. Uh, but, you know, overall, it's another exciting season 
of Shepard football on TV 10 where you would expect a lot of big plays out of that offense especially and just high-scoring football games. I think that's one thing that's kind of guaranteed about Shepard. As long as Tyson Bajan's a quarterback, and even if he's not you know, in the future, I still think they'll recruit well and bring in some great guys. But for this season in particular, you're going to want to watch the Rams for Bajan and that offense and just their ability to put up points. And yeah. they should be, again, I think they can get, make it back to the tournament and uh, or the playoffs and have another great run this year. Definitely, and it'll be an exciting year for sure. We'll get out the volleyball schedule here in the next day or so, uh, but we're introducing another show to the lineup. What? You're not ready? Eh, we'll see. I- I'm looking forward to the show. I was going to just... just got something, so what? tell you after. So we shouldn't talk about it? Yeah. All right, well, uh, there we go. There uh, may be something coming. There may be something coming. Well, it is coming. It is. That is happening. Uh, but we've coming. got a little bit of time left. Kyler Murray's new contract, since it's signed, it's now public. He's going to do four hours of film study separately by himself now. That's part of the contract. If he doesn't, the contract can become null and void. Is that crazy? It is crazy to think that a uh, starting quarterback doesn't already do that, possibly. Yes, That's surprised. the reason why it's in the contract. I mean, there was several starting quarterbacks that didn't do it, and that's why they're out of the league. So Kyler Murray's been able to use his talent to kind of make up for that potentially. But you can kind of see it when you watch him play sometimes. He just kind of makes some risky decisions that you don't really understand. Uh, but the talent is there for Kyler Murray. So It's like Nick betting, making risky decisions. I mean, that's kind of the point of betting, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. So you can win big money? Uh, the NFL is back, guys. All By the end of today, all teams will have reported to 2022 training camp. We'll get into that potentially more tomorrow. I won't be on the show tomorrow. I've uh, got an off day here with Youth Fair coming up. as uh, i got to go take care of an appointment back at home. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to That's what they call them now. New Spring Mills AD, <laughs> Wayne Reiser, for coming on the show. For Colin, Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.